Yo, 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 what is going on people and welcome back to Talks with TJ. I'm the host of the podcast, TJ. And on this episode here, we got another football Premier League episode for the people, man. So keep it locked right there. Yes, yes, people. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing fantastic as always. And recording this on the 2nd of January. Got the big bro in the poddy again. What are you saying? I'm doing good, man. It's a new year. Happy New Year to you. And listen, a happy new year to all your listeners around the world, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. So, yeah, 2022. Let's start as we mean to go on. Come on, that makes me feel special when you say shout out to all the listeners around the world. I feel like I'm somebody. But yeah, so Premier League edition. If you haven't heard the first episode of that, go back and listen to it. I can't remember what number the episode was, but it was back in August, just before the Premier League season started, where we made a few predictions on who we think is going to finish top four, who's going to be top goal scorer who's going to get relegated, and loads of stuff, loads of banter in there. So go back and listen to that. And we're just going to have a little recap and see how the season's going so far. And do we still think we're on track to reach the predictions that we made earlier on in the season? So without further ado, let's just get straight into it. What are you saying about this season? How do you think it's going so far? Overall. And your team, yeah, but we'll get into that. But how do you think the season, the Premier League season is going so it's far? It's a, a mixed one, really, you know. I, I, you'd like to think that the teams are doing well. You know, the teams that you think are going to be at the top or at the top. The people that are just balancing in the middle and just existing are there. And the ones that are struggling at the bottom are there as well. But points aren't really as high as I thought they'd be. It's, it's not. It's not as high as them other seasons where teams are going on a crazy run, but there is one team who's doing it at the moment. I saw the stat yesterday. Man City, 11 wins in a row. Over the Christmas period, over all these mad COVID cases and teams not being able to field players, they've gone 11 straight. It's expected. Okay, so give me something new. All right, they've, like I said, they're bought by a country. Okay, let's have it right. Yeah. Okay, so they've got all the money they want. They've got two amazing players in each position. Yeah, at so least. they should yeah. be winning the league every single year. It's true. So I wouldn't rate. You can put me as manager, right? <laughs> and I'll put Carl Walker up top. I don't. Think and he'll be gonna, the top goal scorer. I don't think that's gonna work, boy. Well, it's, it's not gonna happen. But you know, what I mean, we all have dreams. But um, yeah, the season's going okay. I don't really care too much about other teams, really. It's more about my beloved Arsenal, right? And actually, we're doing better than it, than I thought. To I, be honest, I think you're doing better than what everyone thought. Um, where did you think you'll be at this stage of the season then? Well, I don't know what I predicted last time, but I was saying, you know, hanging around in eighth and seventh again and just like trying to knock on that top four door again and they're telling us to just do one again because there's no quality on the pitch. But you know what? If you know me well, I always big up youngsters. Yeah. Back in the day, the Jack Wilshires, Aaron Ramsey, you know, I could, the list goes on. Cesc Fabregas, okay? And now this season, you've got the likes of Saka. Saka. Emil Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Gabriel Martinelli, thank you, Ben White, Gabriel. So Ramsdale, Tommy Asu. How old is he? Tommy Asu is twenty-two. Ah, okay, yeah. So, so you got a right. good young squad going. So you're happy at the moment. It didn't seem that way for Arsenal fans at the start of the season because you lot were screaming Arteta out, if I remember correctly. No, no, no. I was screaming Kroenke out. Okay, and I, and I still am. Okay, but at the moment we're doing well. 
yeah, we've got a young team and they're going to make mistakes. And that's all right. Yeah, we're in the top four. However, I'm not jumping ahead of the gun. Tottenham and Man United have got games in hand on us. And if they win their games in hand, we go to six. So it's it's it's, it's all or nothing. And it's funny I say that because we've got something coming out on Amazon at the end of the season, which is going to be break all the records. Right? What is it? The Amazon documentary when they follow your club around? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute amazing series. And yeah. I know it's going to just smash all records. So Arsenal Fan TV's YouTube numbers will definitely be going up after that documentary <laughs> comes out. The Arsenal fans, you thrive off your team doing poor. No, 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 no. no. This, this is a myth that, that all these big stations have. Every fan wants their club to do well. But if you're not doing well, of course you're going to be passionate about what needs to change. And when we're doing well, of course you're going to be passionate about what's going right on the pitch. So you've got to think about it. Arsenal have declined in the last 10 years. So of course the fans aren't going to come out. Oh my God, I'm doing amazing. We're eighth. We've got Willian who's not scored any goals Willian, of the season. Willian's not there. No, no. But I'm you're ta- talking about last season. I'm talking, Yeah, in general. Okay, right? yeah. But now we're doing well. We're talking positively. Yeah, everyone's got a smile on their face. Even the guy that threw his season ticket in the crowd. But then you saw him in the stadium <laughs> the next game. But yeah. anyway, we won't go there. So yeah, listen, we're doing well. How do you think the season's going? Because I'm not going to lie. Your team, Liverpool, without Van Dyke, you're just an average Burnley. Allow it. The season's going all right. At the moment, we're obviously in third place. But we got a game in hand on Chelsea. So I'm only one point behind them. And we actually play them today. So this is a six-pointer today, basically. And we've got two games in hand on Man City, who are obviously 12 points clear. But I know Man City have Chelsea and Tottenham to play. So hopefully points get dropped there. You guys could not do the job yesterday on New Year's Day for us. So it's a shambles. But at the moment, it's okay. But Man City are a bit too far ahead where I think if a miracle doesn't happen, we're not going to win the league. Right, have you heard the famous saying that we're going up against 12 men? Yeah. Right? Or 12 women or 12 non-binary? Yeah, but that's when you're playing against a team and also their home fans. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday we played against 13 people because the referee <laughs> was on Manchester City's side. And guess what? If you go onto our beloved Google, this referee was born on Main Road. Do you know where Main Road is? Nah. It's around the corner from Manchester City Stadium. So if that's not fraud or corruption, I don't know what is. Look, I think the decision made yesterday, if anyone hasn't watched the Arsenal-Man City game on New Year's Day, just go on YouTube, watch the highlights. You tell me if you think Odegaard's one was a penalty. I don't think it was. I think Edison come and clearly got the ball. No, no, no. He got the ball as he went through the player, which got, is a penalty in this got the day ball. and age. And was Xhaka's foul on Bernardo Silva a penalty? I also agree with the referee. No, no, no. Listen. And I liked at the end when uh, fans were singing 2-1 to the referee, 2-1. I love it. Well, listen, yeah, I, I was watching the game, right? And you know me, listen, I'm not biased or anything. If I pull your shirt, I would assume you're coming towards me, yeah? Shaka was pulling Bernardo Silva's shirt and he went away from Shaka. Look, How does that make sense? The thing about refereeing, everyone interprets things differently, yeah? There's rules. But still, the level of force someone uses or the aggression they use in a tackle, someone's going to see it different. So, to me, that was a stonewall, mate. Stonewall penalty and nicely tucked away by Mares. Obviously, you would say that because you're an Arsenal fan, but that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles, well, as they did say. did you see when Rodri done a GBH on Martinelli and got a that, talking to? That was a big boy tackle. First off, he slipped. He didn't even mean to go in for the slide. Oh, okay. And he won the ball. 
and Martinelli just went flying. Right. It? So if I slip and b- break your Achilles, yeah, d- d- am I just going to get a little talking to? Yeah, you? it's like early on in the season when Liverpool played Leeds, and I can't remember who it was that strike guy. He took out Harvey Elliott. Yeah, he got sent off because Harvey Elliott broke his ankle. Oh, but okay. when you look at the challenge, it was never a red card. So do, do you understand? It's not on the level of the injury which you give the card for. It's the intent in it and the aggression of the challenge. And that one on Harvey Elliott, that was a red, but it shouldn't have been. Right. Yeah. That one on Martinelli, you got wasn't a foul and it wasn't a foul. So what you're saying, you want the players to feign injury so players can get sent off? No, no, I'm saying it doesn't matter about the injury. If you're going for a tackle and you break someone's leg, does that mean it's instant red card? No. Right. Did you see how high Martinelli got sent up in the air? That doesn't matter. He jumped. And then, and then, what, two yellow cards for Gabriel? And I looked. It wasn't for scuffing the penalty spot. It's because he ran straight up to the referee once the goal had gone in, the penalty. Oh, right? well. So it, he gave it, him a yellow card for talking to him, okay, which is a disgrace. And the second yellow, because he body-checked a play on the halfway line. That yeah. body-check could have led to a possible, obviously, attack. He was already going to spin him anyway. He's coming in too fast. He's turned him. He's off. It could be a two-on-one situation. you got to get a yellow Michael for that. Michael Oliver. Either way. He got sent off for that. He deserved it. But we're spending way too much time talking about Arsenal, Man City. So let's jump on to the predictions that we made at the start of the season. So have you got them with you? Got them right here. So we'll start off with who we said would finish in the top four. So we're going to go, we're just going to reel through them? Yeah. So what was your predictions for top four? Um, I predicted that Manchester City would win the league which we know is going to happen. And remember, I did say with or without Harry Kane as well, but we'll get on to that. In second place, I said Chelsea, which is a bit iffy because they've got players coming out talking about they, they love another another team's fans. Don't know what that is about. But yeah, and in, uh, in third place, I said Liverpool, which... Utter disrespect. It, it's looking very likely because, you know, you've got Salah and Mane going off to the African Nation Cup shortly. So I don't know who you're going to bring on. And in fourth place, who did you say? I said Manchester United, which is probably going to happen, yeah. So, you went Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United. It's, I think three of those four teams are obviously going to finish in the top four. In those positions, top three could look like that. I'm not sure about Man, Man United finishing fourth, but the predictions I made, I'm looking at them now, they're making me chuckle a bit. I said Liverpool to win the league, still a big possibility with a miracle, yeah? yeah? I said second place. This is the one that made me, made me laugh. Man United to finish second. That's obviously not going to happen. I've said Man City to finish third. That is obviously not going to happen. And I said Chelsea to finish fourth. I don't think that's going to happen either. So basically your predictions were terrible. I think the predictions were a pile of dog shit, to be honest. But <laughs> still, three of the four will finish in the top four. All right. But it's the team... Fourth place? What were you thinking? Because it's not looking like Man United is going to finish in fourth place. Like I said, you've got to remember that Man United and Tottenham have games in hand. And Man United have Cristiano Ronaldo. They're one of the best players we've ever seen. Tottenham, they've got a great manager. An okay team. And I'm saying that from a, as an Arsenal fan. We are in the top four at the moment. But we've played more games than the other teams. And when we've youngsters, the, the, the biggest... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the biggest worry is that they can wane off and, and, and dip in performances. Yeah, could due to lack of experience, yeah? Yeah, and, that, and that's fair enough, you know. We we didn't expect top four. So I, I feel like Tottenham might sneak it because of their manager. Because Conte really should have gone to Man United instead of this Regnick that's talking about get rid of the Carabao Cup when he's only been there for two seconds. But anyway. So you're talking about Spurs and Man United. 
but you you seem to be forgetting about West Ham. What one? What, the, the the one player team. Who's the one player? <laughs> Antonio. No, I think Declan Rice is quite solid. Benarama's playing decent. Jared Bowen, don't forget about him. He's playing decent as well. Thank but you. they're sitting in fifth place at the moment, just behind you guys. And yeah, it's, it's looking all right. West Ham are playing some decent football, entertaining team. They played decent football when we smoked them the other week. But um, you sounded like a, a discreet West Ham fan. Is this something you, you, you want to come out to like, all of us? Come on, you hammers. Yeah, come on. But on to the next predictions we made was the top goal scorer. And the prediction that I said was Lukaku or Salah, if I'm not mistaken. Was that what I said early on in the season? Top goal scorer. You did indeed. Lukaku or Salah. Lukaku or Salah. And at the moment, Salah's up there. Obviously, Lukaku's not due to injuries, but I did say Salah. And you said, if I remember correctly, you said if Harry Kane goes to Man City, he'll be top goal scorer. Yeah? Which yeah. he didn't, so we say, and the answer's void. Yeah, like I said to you, if he goes to City, he'll be top goal scorer. If he is not, and then it'll be Lukaku. So you said it'll be Lukaku, and that is not looking like it's going to happen unless he goes on a run. But after the comments he just made about Chelsea and wanting to go back to Inter Milan, I don't think that is happening, boy. Yeah, no, that's 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 out. So it looks like my predictions are wayward this time around. Very wayward. But one thing we did probably get right was who do we think is going to get relegated this season? And I said the three teams that are going down, Norwich, Newcastle and Watford, at the moment that's looking likely. And when we recorded the one episode before the season started, there was no talks of any takeover for Newcastle. And through the season, they've been bought out by the, was it, Saudis? I believe so. I don't want to say it just in case I'm incorrect. I'll say it anyway. I'll say it. Even if I'm incorrect, you do your research. I think they get bought out by the Saudis. So, it's not looking good if they go down, but January is here and some transfers are going to happen. So they better pray they get some some players. I saw they're looking at Wijnaldum. Well, they're actually in talks with Arsenal on getting a Bamiyang on loan for six months. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, boy. I think he's going to go to another team that wears black and white and that's Juventus. Or PSG. Yeah. Or anyone else. And your predictions for relegation, similar to mine, but you did not say Newcastle. You did agree with Norwich and Watford. But I would say Burnley looks like their time is up. But yeah. you can't you can't rule out Newcastle because you know everyone's rooting for them to go down here because what a story that's going to be. The most expensive club in the world is in the championship. I know. It's true. There's, I hope they got in a contract that they can pull out of the deal. Well, listen, there's there's talks of them getting, trying to get Firmino as well because he's not been playing. But if they want goals, that's, <laughs> that's the wrong player to get. So um, Yeah, so, so if they want goals... <laughs> They want a Bamiyang, you yeah, said, yeah? Again, that guy doesn't bring anything to the table, mate. Again, please tell me, what position does Firmino play in? False nine. No. <laughs> Wait, is that? I can't go to my, to my work tomorrow and say to my manager, oh, I'm going to be playing a false support worker today, all right? No, a false nine, it's a position that he made. Right. So it's not striker, it's not attacking mid, it's just in between, but it's a floater. Any, the Liverpool, any Liverpool fan knows about the false nine. These other guys, they don't know, but Firmino is a special player who can do pretty much anything. Except for score goals. He's the glue between Salah and Mane. That's, that's fair. Right, so when he sat down with Jurgen Klopp, said, hi, my name is uh, Roberto Firmino, if that's his first name. Bobby. Bobby, sorry. sorry. Um, I am a striker, but I don't score goals. Yeah, that's a great... That's, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. He's on 200 grand a week to play a false nine. Boy, you would take him anyway, so I'll, I'll just keep your mouth shut on that one. <laughs> but January transfer window now open. Any potential business that... Any of the big boys are going to be doing, do you think? I don't think Man City are going to do 
any business at all. They don't, don't, they don't, they're going to go for a hurricane again. Nah, man, not in January. And I don't even think they. Why do they need them? They're Champions League. 12 points clear. Yeah, the Champions League is Still, what they want. They're boxing up everyone in the Champions League anyway. I'm not sure. They could go in for a cheeky bid, 100 mil. Nah, they're not going in mid season for Harry Kane. No chance. I don't know who anyone else is looking for. I think Liverpool, I think you need to replace Sadio Mane if they're going to be out for a month. Well, I saw, I saw there, there is some interest in Jared Bowen. Yeah, I'm not sure though. Is he going to be able to step up with a big team? That's that's the thing about him. Left footed, plays on the right. Yep. That is who we started the season with, Harvey Elliott. So I don't see why you would buy him. Obviously, he's a youngster as well, but then he's conflicting for the growth of Harvey Elliott. So I can't see that one happening. Centre-backs, we kind of got covered. If Van Dijk's out, Konate's come in and proved proved himself. Uh, left back, right back sorted. Three centre mids. It's, I think it's all right. We're not we're not gonna buy anyone just just for backup because of COVID and stuff, innit? Well, I'll be honest with you, and I've not just seen it on the Arsenal media. There's big big talks on you guys getting trying to get Bukayo Saka, and apparently so, his representatives are very very interested in the move. I, I saw that, but like. Ain't he a like, boyhood Arsenal? He loves Arsenal. He's, that's his team. He's playing there regularly. You think he comes into Liverpool and plays? Look, I said to you before, when Thierry Henry left Arsenal, I don't have this this emotional connection to players when they leave because he was my favourite player of all time. So if he goes, good luck to him. And I could see him replacing Salah on the right, left-footed. But really, you can't be kissing a badge and then leaving because it just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, in terms of big moves... Yeah, like you said, I, I honestly think City will try and go for Kane, but if they don't, I don't think they'll sign anyone. Liverpool, like you said, a few loans maybe because you don't really want to upset the you know the apple cart. And Klopp isn't well known for going for big players. Yeah, Chelsea. The thing is now Lukaku's talking, outspoken. Yeah, Werner's not scoring, so really they strike. I don't know who's been playing up front for Chelsea to be honest. That's the thing, it's been different. Sometimes Pulisic is up there, sometimes Havertz. yeah, Havertz is up there. They ain't really got the, the striker that they need, but to get a good striker in January takes a lot. So yeah. no one no one really does that. It might be a loan move, but there's no one really out there. The only two big boys that are, are waiting to be transferred is for the end of the season. That's Haaland and Mbappe. So no, no, listen, listen, listen. You're missing a few players, right? No, yeah. no, the real big boys in the, the centre-forward role is, yeah. is them two. That's what I'm coming to. There's three big, big hitters right now. And, of course, Arsenal are linked to all three. One is Flyovic from Florentina. Yeah, he's one of the top goal scorers right now in Syria. He's only 21. Fits Arsenal's profile, but apparently he wants someone bigger. <laughs> Joker. The next one is Calvert-Lewin. But the issue with him is he's injury-prone. Yeah. Apart from that, quality striker. And the third one, you're probably not going to know about him, but his name is Jonathan David. He's a Canadian and he plays for Lille, one of the top goal scorers right now in league. Allow it, bro. I haven't heard of him. No one probably listening to this has heard of him. So he's, in my eyes, he's whack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what we were 20 minutes deep now. So let's go on to the crop and the flop. That's so right. who do you think the best team is and the worst team at the moment on form wise or whatever you'd say? And or the best player and worst player. Not not best player and worst player, but Who's excelled this season and who's basically let down? We'll just stick with the players, actually. So well, now I'll quickly reel it off. Obviously, the best team is Man City. Yeah, they're just blowing everyone away. Okay. Um, in terms of best player, I have to say, for me, Salah is the best player right now in the world. Okay. Currently. Yeah. On, on form. Um, as long as he continues to try to score his penalties. But apart from that, he's the best player. Um, in terms of flops this season, for me... 
Oh, that's a, that's a, that is a tricky one, to be honest. Um, just trying to think at the top of my head. Grealish. Grealish stands out for me. Again, he keeps talking about I'm the first 100 million player, but he's not really showing it on the pitch. Um, I haven't really heard too much about Mason Mount. I know there's always big talks about him. Um, obviously, for me, Aubameyang, obviously, because that's one of my teams. Absolutely atrocious this year. Um, and I have to say, a few of the players that went to Aston Villa, because there was big talks. You got um, the Jamaican guy. Leon Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard too much about him. And then obviously you've got uh, Buendia from yeah, Norwich. Yeah, Buendia hasn't really done much, but nothing was really expected from him. And then you've got Ivan Tony because there was big talk of him potentially going to a big club. And he hasn't done anything since he assaulted Mustafi on the first day of the season. Like he's he's played well, but obviously nothing, nothing special. It's what we expect, probably get less, eight goals, ten goals this season, max. So he's, he's on track to do that. But I would say cropper this season, it's got to be Salah. And don't forget Diogo Jota. But also, I'll add in there, Bernardo Silva. He's playing some decent football. He's scoring, he's chipping in with a few more goals. He's and also he's, diving. He's diving. I, I don't, as long as he don't do it against us, I don't mind. But I hate him anyway, because when we won the league, he didn't want to clap them times. But can't lie, he's playing good this season. And flop of the season might have to be Harry Kane, you know. Only until last week, he, he scored his second goal of the season so he ain't really doing nothing and I was going to chuck Ronaldo in there but he started off well so he just I'll, I'll leave him but Harry came for me flop of the season Jack Grealish flop of the season and yeah obviously I should throw in Obama Young as well because he's a waste man <laughs> no listen listen just imagine you, just quickly just imagine you in in work and, and, and another company wants you right and your man just says to you you know what TJ next year I'll let you go. You know, you've been one of our star star performers. And then next year comes and says, oh, by the way, no, they've not offered enough. Yeah? You're not going to want to play. You're not going to want to perform at your best for your manager. Mm. And that's, that's what's happening with Harry Kane. So you've got to give it the benefit of the doubt. Still, it's flop for me because I don't care if his head's gone. Scoring goals is scoring goals. Opportunities have been on the plate for him. Some clear-cut chances that he's just missing. So for me, it's not good enough for, from England's captain, Tottenham's captain. Tottenham's vice-captain, I think Larissa's is captain, but yeah. But before we finish this episode of the poddy, the people like when we do the combined 11, so let's do a current combined 11 on this Premier League season and we'll just reel through it quickly. So, what are we saying? Goalkeeper, I'm saying Alisson. Yeah, but Ramsdale's performing well, but yeah. Ramsdale, yeah, Ramsdale's playing well, but you got to go Alisson. Left-back, Robertson. Yeah, Robertson, yeah. Two centre-backs. I'd say Van Dijk on the right Yeah, we'll and Gabriel on the left. Yeah, I'm happy with that because Matip ain't, ain't too great. So we'll go Virgil and Gabriel. Right back, obviously one man for the job. TAA, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Okay. Three in the midfield. Okay, go on. Who's in the centre for you? Obviously, Captain Fantastic, isn't it? Jordan Hendo. In the middle, though. I it, wouldn't put him in the middle. I'll put him it, right centre mid. It doesn't matter. Just three in the middle. <laughs> okay. I'm getting Hendo. Right. Who else is in there? I'm saying Thomas Partey. Beast. He's only started playing well. He played well yesterday. But I'll throw him in, Partey. And... I'll probably say, yeah, Fabinho is solid. Can't beat him. I want Thiago in there, though. Thiago, yeah, but he hasn't been playing too much due to injury and whatnot. But Fabinho just don't lose the ball. Thiago tries a lot of expansive stuff, but he loses the ball a bit too much for me. So I'm throwing Fabinho in there. And front three, you've got to go with the two of the three are the two top goal scorers in the league. Has to be Salah one side, Jota down the middle. And then I'll give you someone. It's either probably Saka. 
No, not Saka is a quality player, but this year he's, he's been a hit and miss. It's got to be Smith Rowe, the star performer this year. In oh Arsenal's yeah, team. He's not been playing in the first eleven, but Martinez's been playing well recently. But for me, I would put in Smith Rowe on the left, just cutting in, letting Robertson dive down the wing, Smith Rowe cutting in and scoring those delightful goals. Yeah, probably probably the best youngster in the league so far this season. So I'll go with Emil Smith Rowe in there as well. But a few honourable mentions have to go to obviously Ramsdale. Have to go to Saka. He's playing some good football now. And you're right back. He's, he's playing well. He's playing well. Yeah, Amazing. He's, he's doing good. But so far this season, it's, it's a juicy one. It's lively at, at the moment. Started off a bit slow. But goals are flying in. Players are performing well. Teams are doing better than expected. So it's a good entertaining season. And obviously, hopefully that continues for the rest of it. Man City drop a few points. Liverpool can sneak in and win that Premier League trophy in front of the fans for the first time. I mean, everything's do, everything's going well. Little curveball here. If you could, if you could just change one rule in football, what would it be? Change one rule in football. Well, it's it's a rule that's here at the moment, but I would have it amended. You know, when goalkeepers pick up the ball, yeah, yeah, and it's meant to be a six-second rule. Yeah, yeah. I see these goalies holding the ball for up to thirty seconds. It should literally be like a shot clock in basketball. As soon as the goalie gets the ball in his hands, within six seconds, he's got a, he's got a kick, throw, or release the ball from his hands. Or it's an indirect free kick to the other team. That's how it should be because it's ridiculous the time wasting. But put me on the spot there. I had to think about that quickly. What about you? That's a good one. For me, it's very similar, but I would have a, um, a countdown on every time the ball goes out. So if it goes out for a throw-in, the team have six seconds to make the throw-in or it goes to the opposite team. Same with a corner. You've got eight seconds, eight to ten seconds to take the corner. If not, it's a corner to the other team. And also with your substitute. If your substitute is not off within ten seconds, you can't make the substitute for another five minutes. And that way we'll see free flowing football. And actually, if I had one other rule I could change, it would be every goal counts as a point. And then you know what? In the last three games of the season, no one could say, oh, it's Man City to win the league. Oh, work we're out. No, 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 no. Listen, I understand about streamlining the process and making the game quicker, but three points for the win, but a goal for every single, a point for every goal that's gone in. Nah, it's ridiculous. Because obviously... Man City, what, beating Team 7-0, they'll get 10 points for the game. That is a stupid one. But I'm going to put that up on the Instagram and see what the people think about that. But before you do, very quickly, just imagine Norwich against City is 6-0, yeah? And Norwich are just like, let's hold out. But if they think about it, if we score a goal, we get a point. Just think about that. No, no, I get These it. These teams make, won't be playing defensive football. I get it. It makes sense um, in your head, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that ever materialises. I don't like the rule, but like I said, I'll, I'll put it out as a poll. See what the people think about that one. And then, yeah, I'll let you know. And we'll obviously do another episode and wrap it up at the end of the season. Recap on what we said now and at the start. And yeah, get ready for the upcoming season. But hopefully when I'm recording this next, I'm talking to you with Liverpool players having a Premier League and Champions League medal and possibly Carabao Cup medal, the treble around their neck. So yes, thank you guys for listening. I hope you're all doing well and have a good start to the yeah this will probably be out in a couple of weeks so yeah hope you're sticking to your goals that you set a couple weeks ago and i will catch you in the next one peace